hey, Jason, just want to let you know they're talking about you right now. And I'm like, man, that's messed up, man. So I'm just freaking, I, I'm not happy with anyone at PCM. I'm like, man, I hate all these guys, right? Um, <laughs> and we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight. We're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 150. Guys, 150? Let's go. Not sure there's going to be a 151, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Now, if you've been listening to the show for quite some time now, you have undoubtedly heard me give a shout out to Bode. Say hi to me. It's my birthday, Beal. Well, guess who's on the show today? Exactly. We have Bode Beal himself and a little bit different than our typical guest. Bode actually wanted to interview me. He's a huge fan of the show and he had some questions that he thought that you guys at home would want to know the answers to. So as we dive into these questions, we not only uncover the backstory on say hi to me, it's my birthday, but... We also, he also gets some intriguing questions about my life, including my departure from Pacific Coast Magic, my role in American dance scores, our favorite events, and uh, we actually find out who my cell, my mysterious supporter is. But before we get into that, if you are new, welcome to the show where we are bringing cheer, education, and entertainment to both coaches and parents alike, and when we can, bridging the gap between the parents and the coaches. New episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcast. Quick shout out to Claire who helps us stay on top of things on IG. Shout out to Jenny who edits the pod. Shout out to my mother, love you mom. Shout out to Sheila, Robin, Chanel, Tamara, Mike, the lean, mean coaching machine. Shout out to Adam. Shout out to Casey. Shout out to Melissa from the Sweet Miss Bake Shop. Check her out on IG. Shout out to Lauren Clark. I actually used to coach a Lauren Clark, but it's not the same one. Shout out to Pablo, Representing for all the cheer dads out there. Shout out to our mate Michelle. Shout out to Erica. Shout out to Bode. Say hi to me. It's my birthday, Beal. Shout out to Austin. Thanks for the headbands, man. Shout out to World Class Cheer and our newest supporter, Hallie. Shout out to the homies in Seattle. Again, Everything donated goes towards giving you a better listening experience. So if you want to help support the show financially, there's a link in the show notes. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life, running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents. And on the other side of the microphone is a longtime friend. Great husband, great dad, great music producer. The list goes on and on for the first time, but hopefully not the last time. Without further ado, my conversation with Bode. Say hi to me. It's my birthday, Beal. Bode, welcome to the show, man. What's good? What's up? Dude, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Of course. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I put, you know, I say what's good. I say what's good a lot, you know, because I'm black. Um <laughs> 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 but I put on my story last night. I was like, hey, travel day, ask me anything. And on the caption, I put like, what's good for the question box? What's good? Right. People are actually answering like what was actually good in their life. 
that what a great so response. Made me laugh. Yeah, I was like, yeah. And other people were like, well, someone's like, I have a concussion, so nothing's good right now. Oh. <laughs> it made me like, laugh. Too real. Yeah, too like, real. Too real. Yeah. For anyone, I guess in person you could tell you mean like what's up, but like, yeah, I always right. say always say what's good. Like that's my what's good, man. You know, if there's if there's anything we should pull from, you know, recent times, the last few years is that things that you discover in writing on social media come across a lot different than how they would be in person. <laughs> That's very true. That is very true. So here we are. But Bode, uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Glad you're on. Um, let's set the people up with a, a couple of things, I guess. So you caught on to the show late, which did it did surprise me a little bit now i don't i don't need anyone to listen to the show i mean i I want people to listen to the show i want it to be worldwide and huge and big and for everyone to know about the show but you know i really don't expect people to to know about and i don't assume that people know about it but i'd figured we had been friends for so long and and I had been doing the show for so long that you were just not even a regular listener, but that you just like knew about it. Like, oh yeah, Jason has a show. I don't <laughs> listen to it, but Jason has a show. And then you had right. like discovered it. And I was like, oh, you didn't even know I had the show? Like, I'm not offended that you didn't listen to it. I'm just so surprised that you didn't know I had it at all. So yeah, and then you got like super into it and you would text me after like every episode, like once a week, I was going to text from you about like something I said in the episode and you wanted to follow up on it. I'm like, do I remember what the heck I said in that episode? <laughs> well, it was cool. And then you said, hey, let me come on and and interview you with all this, you know, which is all this, these notes I've collected. So here we are, we're making that happen. But real quick, I got to thank you about, I have to thank you for this. You cannot see it. Well, people at home cannot see it, <laughs> but you might be able to hear it. Bode surprised me one day. I'm at home. <laughs> And a package comes to the door. And I'm like, what is this? And it says, like, to the let's talk to your crew. And I'm like, what is this? Like, who sent me a package? And I'm like, what? Okay. So I open it up and it's all this like sound treatment for the room um, so that there's no like echo in here. And um, so that was super cool because you'd asked me to film, you're like, hey, Jason, can you film the room so I can just see everything? And I was like, what are you gonna, what are you looking at how bad my room setup is? I knew something about sound because I know you're a music producer and you have sensitive ears. So I was like, he's probably judging me by how the audio sounds. And so when I opened that package up, I knew immediately that it was from you. And so I was dying laughing. And, and so, yeah, I got the room set up with the sound treatment. So thank you for the sound treatment. Yeah. The other day, my voice went out and you sent me um, some um, some like cough drops and like tea or whatever. So I actually drank yeah. tea on air. It was the tea that you sent me. So I there appreciate you that. You are very anyway, welcome. Bo, thanks for coming on the show, man. You're very welcome. And and just for clarification, there was absolutely no judgment. I was just checking <laughs> to see if you had any treatment because I know that you know, as a music producer, there's some things that we learn tricks of the trade along the way. And, you know, one thing we want to get rid of is uh, the reverb and the echo and all that stuff. And so the number one cure for that, are the, some of the things that I sent you and hopefully they're getting put to good use. I think the, the bass traps are what makes the biggest difference in the corner. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, yeah. and just, I do, I do, I wouldn't call them sensitive ears, maybe just aware. And uh, I have heard the difference. I have re-listened to 145 episodes of the Let's Talk to Your podcast. And I can say unequivocally, there has been a gradual improvement, maybe not improvement, <laughs> but like more professional, clear sound as time has gone on. And I even, I made notes on episodes like, oh, he got a new mic. Oh, B more got a new yeah. mic, you know, and even guests that you've had. I'm like, they have a good mic. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's hard for me to go back and listen to some of those old episodes because I hear the sound quality. Like I hear how different it is. And I'm like, oh, man, I can't believe we have people even listen to this show. This is crazy. <laughs> so so everyone who's stuck with us this whole time and have listened to uh, just the show, those of you who have grown with us, I really appreciate it. Two things real quick before we get into you interviewing me. Yep. The first thing I want to share, I want you to share. Well, I guess I'll share it. Because Inquiring Minds wants to know, you are one of the the sponsors on the show. I want to say a sponsor. You donate to the podcast, right? Yes, sir. So you donate to the podcast. And, you know, I try to give everyone, especially the people I know, a little, you know, just a little shout out, like a little, yeah, you know, a little, little some, some. Yeah. Yeah. And yours is, you know, you know, I want to thank Bode. It's my birthday, Beal. You know, or say hi to me. <laughs> it's my birthday, Beal. So I'm sure people want to know how that came about. So should I tell the story? You tell the story. You tell a story. You tell a story. It's your pod. You tell a story. It's my pod. All right. So this is my senior year in high school, USA Nationals, a cheer at California All-Stars at the time. And, you know, we go to USA down in Anaheim and plastered everywhere are these little, um, you know, papers, 11, you know, eight by 11 sheets of paper with Bode's face printed on it and they say say hi to me it's my birthday and they're everywhere all over the convention center right you cannot miss them everywhere and i'm looking you know whatever you just see them you just kind of laugh like oh someone is you know there's a good friend out there wishing their friend a happy birthday that's pretty cool or whatever and you know we were somewhere can't remember where we were at the time but i happened to run into you i'm like dude i recognize that face it's your birthday and i just go hey man happy birthday and you know we struck up a conversation oh thanks man we struck up a conversation whatever and you know we've been cool ever since and so it's been cool but that's how you are you know say hi to me it's my birthday beal because of you know that's, that story's literally 20 years old so yep there you go yeah. crazy 20 oh years oh my gosh yeah that's 20 years old, 20 years yeah, old. and shout out to mary I, I don't know her name her last name anymore she did get married but mary wazerski she is the one that put those all over the place and the coolest thing about her you know and i'm sure we all have uh, stories of you know kids that we've coached who just made an impact on our lives and she's just such a fun kid and such a funny kid but i coached her on rancho santa margarita high school she was not even an all-star cheerleader but she knew i was going to be at that event and so she showed up that morning at i mean i don't know what time because i was there early like seven or eight in the morning, you know, to beat the competition. And those were already up, you know, and then I found out halfway (laughs) through the day that it was her. So shout out to Mary for putting those, those up because it gave me one of the the longest standing friendships that I have. So thanks, Mary. There you go. (laughs) There you go. And um, last thing before we uh, really get into the, uh, you know, the questions, tell the people who you are, different hats you've worn in the industry and just like, kind of like, who is Bode and why is he on the show right now? (laughs) Got you. Well, Currently, the only hats I am wearing are dad, husband, and cheerleading music producer. That's really it. And I know I am the the third music producer you've had on your show. So, uh, you know, among other incredible guests, I know I'm standing on hallowed ground. So uh, shout out to, to uh, Christoph. I know Christoph and Roland are part of Spirit Vibe, but you had Roland on. Shout out to Roland. Shout out to Casey Marlowe. We're going to talk about him when we get to these questions, especially that number 10 question. But in previous years, uh, I've been a director. I uh, was an all-star director at the California All-Stars in Ontario for, I believe, four years, maybe five. I think it was four years because I, I believe I took the job right before COVID. Uh, so four years director and coach at California All-Stars Ontario. I coached there 
for eight years, Cali, Ontario. Before that, I was also all-star director at Gym Time All-Stars in Louisville, Kentucky. For that, um, I was all-star director. I mean, there really wasn't, that wasn't the title of the position, but I was the all-star director at Memphis mm-hmm. Elite before that. And then before that, I had coached at California All-Stars down at the uh, the mothership down in San Marcos. And yeah. You know, bringing it bringing it back to how you and I first met that year when you know you saw those posters, California All Stars. Back then, it was just coed. Like there was not even it wasn't even Cali mm-hmm. coed. It was just coed. Yeah, it was right? just yeah. But coed was, was funny. <laughs> well, sorry to interrupt, but no, I tell good. people like, "Hey, where'd you cheer?" I'm like, "Well, I cheered on the team that we now call Cali coed." Right? Like we weren't Cali coed yep. at the time. We were the right. coed team at California All Stars. Right. Yeah. Well, because back then it was like elite, which that was their name. It was mm-hmm. elite, you know, and that's like a little fun little, uh, you know, what is that Easter egg for people that have heard, you know, Cali mm-hmm. uh, Lady Bullets. Their name is now Lady Bullets, but they used to just be called elite because back then there was novice, intermediate, elite, coed. That was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Four teams. Yep. But so again, bringing it back to, you know, Cal- I ended up at California All-Stars was that year that you and I met your team, co-ed, performed, and they did pooper scoopers. They were assisted to make it legal for, you know, <laughs> high school age All-Stars. But the only other team I'd ever seen in history do that was the University of Louisville Large Co-ed. You know, they were doing whirly birds to, mm-hmm. to pooper scoopers. And um, I mean, can you imagine people listening like pooper scooper? But yeah, I remember <laughs> I remember seeing a bunch of high school kids, 16, 17, 18 year olds doing pooper scoopers and here i am in my 20s i'm like yo i need to whatever that program is i need to be a part of that program and then sure enough two yeah. years later i was on the cali california all-stars first ever international open team second place at worlds uh what's good and uh, yeah that was kind of like a full circle because that team that you were on you know really was a catalyst to me you know joining the california all-star so coach to cali i moved to memphis coach to memphis was the all-star director then also moved to louisville kentucky all-star director and coach there and then back to cali ontario and uh, that's really it you know i did camps and all that stuff i think everybody does camps like right out of high school you know but i, I did camps and little choreography jobs here and there uh, but the longest standing thing i've done is being a music producer for it is 2024, and I have been trying to produce cheerleading music since 2001. So it's been 22 <laughs> oh, real quick. years I, and counting. Yeah. I can't let you off the hook, man. Uh-oh. Uh, have you been in any movies? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I've, been, I've been in a few. Okay, so let's see if I can remember them in the chronological order that I was in. I think the, I believe the first thing I ever did was the hot chick. I was in the hot chick with Rob Schneider. I mean, and these movies are 15, 20 years old. So there's nobody's going to recall them at all, but the hot chick with Rob Schneider. Then I was also in the holla back girl video by that Gwen Stefani did. Um, and I'm in the, you can't really see me cause I'm in the background of a lot of stuff and you know, the cheerleading scenes, but where you can really see me is there's a person doing back handsprings down the aisle way. And before everybody comes for me, because they're going to now look up the video and see the backhand springs were crooked. They were off axis because I was trying to tumble towards the camera and avoid hitting a (laughs) $50,000 camera. So don't come for me. I was tumbling off axis intentionally. All right. The bad technique was a choice due to the environment. (laughs) And then uh, I've also been in Bring It On 3 and 5. I've been in the movie Dodgeball. Hold on. Let me get get into character. See if people can... Pull this, ready, dude. That was it. That was my Oscar moment. I got, I got snubbed. I got snubbed at the Oscars in the early two thousands. But yes, I was in dodgeball, and then uh, 
I was in Fired Up. That was another fun one. Uh, me and Cronin. Cronin was in Fired Up. A lot of people actually in all these in all these films that I was in. You and know what's funny? I haven't seen Fired Up ever. That's I think as far as actual realistic cheerleading things go, what's crazy is I think Fired Up was the most true to form of what we do. You know, like everything mm-hmm. from the Bring It Ons is super embellished and, and dramatized. Dodgeball was really just for comedic relief, so there wasn't really any real cheerleading going on. Um, but the Fired Up stuff, like it was at cheer camp, people doing real pyramids, real, it was like a full mm-hmm. routine that we did. You know, it was it was a full routine. It had, you know, an opening, it had, you know, a tumbling section, it had a building section for elite stunts, it had a standing tumbling a jump section it was a full routine and all yeah. the other films we really just had sequences that we did like there was no full routine but yeah. for fired up for fired up it was a full routine so that's what the one that would actually be the most realistic is the one you haven't seen dang and it. what i feel like there's i feel like i'm missing one. Oh, alvin and the chipmunks to the squeakle that one <laughs> i am merely a blurry figure the one of the chipmunks just crawls up like i'm i'm basing in a in a pyramid and the mm-hmm. chipmunk just crawls up my shoulder you can't even tell that it's me i can't even tell that it's me i've only seen it one time yeah yeah i think that's it if i missed anybody if i missed any any uh you know things i'm sure somebody will remind me but yeah i think yeah. Those, are, those are the big ones for sure <laughs> did you get those through tony g or like uh some of them of i actually i want to say so all of them except for dodgeball were through eric little all of them except oh, for dodgeball okay, gotcha, were through yeah. eric little and i mean honestly it was all i never auditioned for any of these it was all just like literally the right place at the right time or i knew the right person um, dodgeball came about because the 20th Century Fox had hired Tate Chalk, who, for those of you who don't know, Tate Chalk is the owner of Infinity, you know, the cheerleading shoe. Mm-hmm. So 20th Century Fox. Hey, real quick, real quick. Yeah. Speaking of Infinity, I have to do this. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Allison Ditko's husband. Shout out to Allison Ditko's husband. Just shout out. So if he's listening, you know, Allison, you know, send me a text. Anyway, yeah, she's, she's working, for, she's working with pod. Infinity right now. Awesome. I love yeah. Allison. Allison's my favorite person to how does she like to say it? Have conversations with at AccuScore. She's my, she's my favorite person. <laughs> but so Tate, Tate Chalk was hired by 20th Century Fox to cast people. He came to an open gym at Gym Max. Um, me, Casey Marlowe, a bunch of other people were tumbling at Gym Max. And then, you know, Tate pulled us aside. It was like, hey, we're doing this movie with Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn. It's going to be a real fun time. Love for you guys to be a part of it. We were like, uh, yeah, say less. Let's go. So um, and then a- another tangent that during the rehearsal stage of the dodgeball stuff, fun fact, historical fact, Casey Marlowe and myself were the guinea pigs the test subjects for the creation of the very first infinity cheer shoe tate would bring a couple pairs hmm. of these shoes we would try them out wear them for a couple weeks then report back to him like hey we like this didn't like this didn't like this didn't like this and over the course of that you know six month period of rehearsing uh filming and doing all that stuff um casey and i's feedback uh is what molded the very first infinity shoe so look at that there you history go. lesson and some legit man there. <laughs> Dude, that's cool. Yeah. There we go. All right. Yep, yep. Well, here, let's do this. Let's get to a break. And when we come back, we'll get into, I'll flip it over. You'll become the host. I'll become the guest. And we'll get into the nitty gritty. Let's do it. All right, man. Is your gym heading to the all-star worlds this year? If so, you've got to check out the next generation gym owners one day business builder conference in Orlando on April 22nd. This conference offers business education for all-star gym owners from the best business experts in the industry, Next Gen, and is perfect for owners looking to grow their gyms. Learn more at ngconferences.com. Link in the show notes. 
And we are back. So here we go, guys. I'm gonna pass it over to Bode. And um, he's gonna ask me the things that you guys wanna ask me. So Bode, let's hear it. I'm ready. Bring it on. Let's do it. Do you wanna make a podcast? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> honestly, after all the episodes I've listened to, I could probably recite every ad you have on here, all of it. But let's get right, right into it. So again, thank you again for having me on. As I said earlier, I know I'm on I'm on hollow ground with a lot of the incredible guests you've had on over the last 140 or so episodes, 150 or so episodes. So I'm very honored to be here, but I am here to interview you. So without further ado, my first question to you, Mr. Jason Larkins is, and I know you've vaguely gone over this in the past, but I'm going to just ask you point blank. How did you get into cheerleading? Here we go. So my family has always been into cheer. My, my sister started cheering when I was in the first grade. My sister, shout out to Dr. Drizzle, Andrea Larkins, or Andrea Glass now. She is two years younger than me. I started Pop Warner football in the first grade. She started Pop Warner football when I was in the first grade. So you had to be in the first grade in order to do Pop Warner. However, my mom or my sister, one of the two, really wanted my sister to cheer. So my sister, my mom actually, you know, doctored my sister's birth certificate and got my sister to cheer for Pop Warner. And so my sister cheered for me for a couple of years, like we were on the same team or, you know, I was on the football team. She was on the cheer team. She cheered for me like for the first two years. And when she was old enough, she ended up cheering, you know, back on, you know, her regular team. Right. Anyway. So, so we were always, you know, I was always around it. And, you know, Pop Warner does like the one competition a year where they go, Hey, here's the, the cheer Pop Warner competition. So, you know, we were always around it, always around it. And then eventually my cousin moved in with us uh, from New Jersey and he had taught himself how to do a round off tuck, you know, in the streets. <laughs> just learned how to do one. I'm not sure how, but he learned how to do a round off tuck just in the streets. He moved in with us and one day he does this round off tuck for my mom and she's like, hey, I want to sign you up for tumbling. He's like, hey, only if my cousin does them with me. And I'm like, ah, nah, man, that <laughs> I'm not that. No, 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 no. Like, I see where this road is going. That could easily lead to cheerleading. So I'm good. But, you know, he eventually convinces me. And so we go. We end up going to this this gym. And that's actually how I met Andrea Black, Andrea McQueen, is we eventually get some decent tumbling, right? Round off tucks, round off hamstring tucks, right? And so we like kind of age out or like skill out of all of the regular recreational classes, right? And so the only class we could tumble with was the the power tumbling actual team, right? So mm-hmm. we're definitely the worst tumblers there, but it's the only thing that, that kind of has our skill level, right? And so, but I meet Andrea she's Andrea Black at the time, but Andrea McQueen, Jeff McQueen's wife, is we met during this tumbling class. We did this tumbling class together. And eventually I convinced her that she needed to be a cheerleader and she became a cheerleader. Now she's married to Jeff. So, you know, you're welcome. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) this true story. I think I'm making this other true story, guys. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, but Tim Pasolacqua was the coach of the power tumbling team and he coached the cheer team too. And he's like, hey, you guys should come join the um the cheer team, you know, we're having a little clinic tonight. You should join it. And I'm like, man, I really don't want it. I really don't want to do cheerleading, you know? And so he's like, no, but there's going to be girls. There's going to be pizza. I'm like, and my cousin, like, man, there's girls and pizza. We got to go. I'm like, all right, we'll right. go. So we go, <laughs> we learn how to do a walk up chair. And it was like, I was like, dude, I'm doing it. 
I'm, do- I'm stunting. Right. I thought it was so cool. And he's like, all right, guys, you made the team. <laughs> I'm like, made the t- I-, I thought it was just coming for girls and pizza. So, <laughs> so he's like, all right, practice at six o'clock on Monday. It was funny. He was super nice that day. Like that day we like, you know, tried out. He was super nice. And he's like, all right, guys, you made the team, blah, blah, like recruiting us. And then we show up again, practice at six o'clock. We show up 605, 610, who knows? And he's like hardcore. He's like, don't be late again. And I was like, what happened to the, the girls and the pizza being nice? And he was just super strict. <laughs> and I was like, that turned real quick. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but that's how we got into cheer. And my mom was like, well, if you guys are actually going to do this, my sister was cheering at Champion Outlaws at the time. And we we were at, it was, Temecula Valley Stars, which eventually turned into TVS, which North basically turned into no, not North Carolina Bullets. It was um, Temecula Valley Stars, which eventually turned into Total Velocity Shock, which Kelly Elliott worked for. Kelly Elliott moved from New Jersey started working for Total Velocity Shock and then she decided to open up her own gym which became Pacific Coast which became Pacific Coast Magic obviously so yeah so me and Kelly met like way back in the day anyway long story short my mom was like hey if you're gonna cheer you know I don't want want you and your sister at two different gyms you're gonna go down to Champion and be at the same gym as your sister so we went down to Champion which which is funny a year later we were at two different gyms anyway (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's how I got into cheer I've been doing it ever since right on shout out to Jason's mom (laughs) Dude, she's the best. Driving back in the day, driving kids to two different gyms. Yeah, started yeah. the started the trend. Yeah, I think by <laughs> time she, I think by time I went to Cali, I was driving myself. So I mean, gotcha. yeah, I was driving myself probably at that by that time. All right, but I mean, yeah, still but, I mean she had mom. to go to she had to <laughs> two different competitions, right? She'd wear the shirt with me and my sister on it. You know, I'm wearing my champion, you know, or she's I'm wearing my Cali uniform. She's wearing her champion uniform, and you know, my my mom was like, you know, Jason and Travis Kelsey's mom, you know. So there you go. (laughs) Yep. Nice. All right. Well, you ready to get into question number two? Let's do it. I mean, you kind of already set it up. That was a, what a perfect segue. You mentioned Kelly Elliott. So now question number two is break down for us your departure from PCM, how things transpired and how you've managed and mended those relationships in this, in the, you know, the last few years. Yeah. So that's a, a great question, man. Cause that's something I've never really dove in. Not definitely not on the pod, anything I've, I've dove into. Yeah. So let's see, you know, I think that what, what I really think happened is that me and Kelly just didn't have one-on-one time the way we used to. And because we didn't really have one-on-one time the way we used to, is that we just started growing apart and and we weren't really growing together anymore. And so, you know, at that, at that time, PCM was huge. We had like nine locations at the time, you know? And so Kelly is going back and forth between, and it happened overnight. It wasn't a gradual nine locations and you kind of watched it. It went from the two locations. We had Marietta and Laguna and then Corona opened up. And so it was three locations. And then immediately PCM bought or Kelly bought West Coast All-Stars, which was in Walnut. And then we got the Anaheim location and then then the Vacaville location. And it, it literally went from like two to three locations to nine locations, like no stepping stones, straight up nine locations. So now we have Arizona, we have Vacaville, we have Walnut, Anaheim, Corona, Marietta, you know, the Irvine gym, right? And it's just crazy. And so now Kelly has to run around and be the owner of nine different locations trying to manage all this stuff. And she was, she just wasn't in our home gym anymore, right? And so 
it really left Ashley and I kind of there by ourselves to kind of just do what we wanted, you know? And, and then a mistake would happen. Like we would make a mistake and it, it, or whatever would happen. And I just felt us growing apart and we just weren't seeing cheerleading the same way, like decisions. Like we just didn't really have the same, I want to say value system, but we just weren't seeing eye to eye on things the way we used to. Right. And we weren't having those conversations with each other every day because, you know, she was a busy woman trying to run all these nine locations. Right. And so, you know, we just kind of grew apart in that, in that absence of seeing each other. And it was crazy because we would, when we would talk, we would have great conversations and we'd feel like connected again, but then we'd go away from each other and they would feel distant and disagree. And we were, we're having lots of conversations via text message and lots of disagreements via text message. And it just wasn't good. So eventually we knew that it was just, it's just time. It's just, this is just no longer the place for us, right? Between Ashley and I, cause we're, I think we probably made a decision. It was no longer the place for us after we got married, you know, like it was a little bit rocky, like while we were engaged. But like, after that, it was like, man, I really think this, this is probably our last year at PCM. And, you know, we had a few different options on the table as far as what we wanted to do. Eventually just decided that American was going to be the best situation for us. So, you know, we packed our bags, moved to Bakersfield, and here we are. This is year number eight at American, you know, been happy. Um, how do we mend the relationships? Yeah, so I wanted things to end as best as possible. I really did. That was in my heart of hearts. I wanted things to end as best as possible. I think that there's my opinion on how I think things went down. I think that new people came in. I think that everyone who, I want to say everyone, but I think that there were people who knew that we were leaving, who probably weren't happy about us leaving. And I just kind of felt like we were on an island by ourselves. And like, we just became like, just the two of us, right? It was like really just the two of us. And we had a couple of friends like on staff, but it was really at that point, it really, it felt like it was just the two of us. And it just like was, you know, more or less just toxic, uh, toxic place for us to be, you know? And then I would get the people, there were a few people who were, who I felt were still in our corner and they would send me like screenshots from like, like the staff group chat. Right. And be like, Hey Jason, just wanted to let you know they're talking about you right now. And I'm like, man, that's messed up, man. So I'm just freaking, I, I'm not happy with anyone at PCM. I'm like, man, I hate all these guys. Right. Oh, um, man. Yeah. It was like, so, but, and, and I'm not, I'm definitely not putting everyone in that circle. I know we had lots of like, friends at PCM. But how I felt at the time was just like, man, there's like people who who really don't like us, right? And it, it felt like everyone was against us, right? And so, but you know, I'm getting these screenshots and all this stuff, right? So I, I you know, it's it's been years since this happened. So some of this stuff is a little blurry. But you know, so Kelly and I aren't talking, right? <laughs> that's that's to say the least. We're not talking. And you know, we go to competitions, completely avoid each other, act like the other person doesn't exist, and we're just like not talking to each other. I was still um good with Troy. Me and Troy have always been good. He um he had mentioned like when we were leaving, he said, like, hey. Because Troy always did our pyramids for the teams that I coached. And when we left, he's like, hey, if you ever need anything, you, you know, you just let me know. And I knew that was his way of saying like, hey, if you want me to do your pyramids, I'll still do your pyramids, Jay. And I'm <laughs> like, okay, man, cool. And so, yeah, he did. He's been doing our pyramids ever since. He still does. I can't imagine anyone else doing our pyramids. 
but just but me and Kelly, that relationship was so just like rocky. So we avoided each other. And I knew I would I I I hope that one day we would reconcile, but I knew that she just needed time for sure. And that I didn't want to be the person to if she wasn't ready to like force her to kind of be ready to for us to have a relationship again. So anyway, you know, we go a couple of years without talking to each other, like at all, completely avoiding each other at competitions or not acknowledging each other's presence at competitions and, you know, whatever. One day or one year, we are both staffed to speak at conferences, to speak for Varsity U. And when the schedule comes out, Oh, we're both going to be speaking in Dallas together, man. <laughs> and I go, okay, well, we're going to see each other. It's one thing to avoid someone at like a competition with thousands of people, but you know, these conferences aren't that big, you know, and especially with the, between the speakers, there's only like, you know, there's less than 20 speakers, you know, 10, 15 speakers at these things. So, you know, we're going to see each other. And so like the night before the conference, I sent her a text message and just said something like, Hey Kelly, it's been too long, blah, blah, blah. You know? let's bury the hatchet. You know, I probably, you know, I probably give some apology and basically just say, Hey, I think it's time for us to move on, you know, and just kind of bury the hatchet. And she's like, Jay, I agree. And blah, blah. And, you know, we send that to each other via text message. Right. And, you know, it's one thing to send it a text message, but you know, whatever. The next day they had the speaker breakfast. That was the night before the conference started. The next day they had like a speaker breakfast or brunch or whatever that started at 11 o'clock AM. And the conference doesn't start until like 3 p.m. or something like that. And so they just want to feed the speakers. And I get there at 11 50 or 10 55. And the only person in the room is Kelly. <laughs> and I go, all right, well, are we going to, you know, am I a man? Or do we bury the hatchet? Should I sit somewhere else? Or should I, you know, it's not like she's at a table and the table's full and, oh, sorry, Kelly. It's like she's the only person in the room. <laughs> Guys, comp season is here and champions are being crowned every weekend. Commemorate your victory with a championship ring from Evolve. Have you ever seen those designs by Santuan, those championship rings on Instagram? Well, Evolve is the company that brings those designs to life. So if you're looking for a championship ring with a championship ring design, champions don't settle, champions evolve. Evolve where champions forge their legacy. Visit EvolveScholastics.com or follow them on Instagram at EvolveChampRings. Link in the show notes. Killed it. Let's go. So I go, hey, Kelly, you know, we go and we sit and it's awkward, you know, but we we try to talk with each other and, you know, we try to we tough it out. Right. So but we try. And, but it was awkward and we tried and it was cool or whatever and whatever. And so, you know, we made small talk and but it was cool. It didn't feel right. But, you know, we tried. The next year I spoke for Varsity U again. I was in Dallas again. Kelly didn't speak that summer. She had already moved to oh, her and her husband, Jarrett. Shout out to Jarrett. They had did, did a um, they were doing like a road, like seeing the world. They they he had bought or they had bought an RV and they were seeing the country driving everywhere. And he had texted me and said, Hey man, are you in Dallas right now for the conference? I said, yeah. He said, we're, we're driving through Dallas. We'll be there tomorrow. Do you want to meet up for lunch? Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Yeah, let's do it. So we met up for lunch. We brought the staff, but it was, you know, me and Ash and then Jarrett, Kelly and the kids. And, and we had lunch that, that day. And it was like, everything was back to normal. It really was. It was like, everything was back to normal. And we were laughing and talking about the good old days. And, you know, I mean, laughing till we're crying, talking about the good old days. And it was just all good. And it was like crazy. Like, hey, 
like this is the way it used to feel like you know how it used to feel like in the good old days right and then um we went to they moved to Tennessee and we went to one up a few years ago in Nashville and I text Jared and said hey man I totally forgot to tell you we're gonna be in Tennessee this weekend and he's and I said we're gonna be in Nashville this weekend he's like oh I'm gonna be in Nashville too now I didn't know Kelly was in the game at all and he goes yeah we're gonna be in Nashville too he's like we're we're going to some competition (laughs) what competition we're gonna be a one up we're gonna be a one up so we went and you know the same thing. We uh, met up, and it was just like the good old days, just laughing, you know, laughing until we cried, you know. So that was that. I mean, of the relationships, you know, Troy and I were, were always good, you know. But that was that was one that like one of those relationships that kind of fell out that wasn't, you know, that needed mending. But I think as far as everyone else was concerned, you know, all the other coworkers I had at PCM, I think the rest of us were good. I mean, there were some people. Who I didn't really know who I, you know, if they didn't like me, like, well, you know, we just met, you know, but of the people who I grew up with there, Allie, Edwin, Nikki and Jordan, da, 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 Melissa, let's see, Danny and Shelly, like the people, you know, who are there with, like in the trenches with, like we've really been good, you know? So that was a, there you go. That's, that's the nitty gritty that people want, but keep them coming. There we go. That was great. That's great. And I'm sure there were a lot of people that were wondering and maybe tiptoeing around that. But yeah, we're going to get right into it. Okay. So, you know, we kind of talked about how you got to PCM and your departure from there. So now take me to what your responsibilities at American are as the director uh, and coach. And also, what are some of your long-term goals at American? Responsibilities. I mean, at one point, I want to say, I don't want to say everything. I don't want to say everything because there's lots of things I do not have to do. So I've said this a billion times on the pod, but you know, American is a multi-sport, a multi-sports facility. Cheer, dance, swim, gymnastics, ninja zone. We have a preschool, you know, it has all these different activities. Each program has a program director who essentially runs as the owner of that particular program, right? And so we, you know, make decisions for that particular program. So I'm guessing that my duties fall more in line with the typical with what a typical owner does of a program and not what I see lots of directors do not in every program not in every program so no one get offended <laughs> but there's lots of programs I see where the director is more or less just a glorified coach they're not really making any decisions all the decisions are still being made by the owner I don't even know what the director is doing like I guess but um I'm not trying to say that to like pump myself up I just just to say our our owner Mike he really does let his directors run their program and do kind of what they feel best is for the program you know And so I don't have to pay the light bill. If the toilet goes out, you know, we have someone who fixes that. And I know a lot of gyms where the owner, you know, is the janitor and the handyman and the accountant and does all those things. You know, there's lots of things that I don't have to do that an owner has, you know, responsibility for, you know, I don't have to hire who does the landscaping at the gym. But, you know, if it's a cheer related, if it's cheer related, then it, you know, goes through you know, Ashley and I, right? And so, you know, what are my responsibilities? I mean, we do every, you know, pick the competition schedule, you know, do the tryout packet, hire our choreographers, you know, st- you know, hire our staff, make sure our staff does this and, you know, train our staff and, you know, all the good stuff, right? Now, my responsibilities have lessened now that we have a great staff, right? And I can give more responsibilities to 
our staff. And, you know, before I used to be, one of my big responsibilities used to be social media, right? <laughs> Do all the social media, all the marketing, all that, right? And now I've been able to, you know, to pass that on. So I'm trying to be more active on the how to make American a better program, not just have, you know, I'm trying to work on the business and not as much in the business, you know? Um, so I'm trying to like pass these things on to our, our staff so they can, so they can continue to grow and, and do things. Um, you know, we have Bailey, who's our prep manager. Shout out to Bailey, our prep manager out there. Josh is handling the tumbling. We have Melissa who handles, you know, cheer 101. We have, um, you know, Brinley and Princess, two of our newer-ish coaches, you know, they've been with us two, three years-ish, you know, who are stepping up in our prep department. I'm forgetting someone and someone's going to kill me. Oh, Sheila, you know, she's the catch-all. She does everything, everything oh, I don't want to do. I'm like, Sheila, Sheila, take care of that for me. Go. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then and there's my wife who's just the best ever so i think i already said claire but we, i talk about claire all the time but i think that's oh ruby shout out to ruby rob <laughs> i was gonna make fun of her right now but i, I decided i don't want to i want her to be mad at me um <laughs> <laughs> you're probably gonna see her tomorrow <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> I don't know who else is on staff. Oh, Taco. Shout out to Taco. Oh, man. See, I coached Taco at PCM. And so I'm I'm really proud of Taco, how much she's like stepped up. Because I coached her at PCM when she was 12. Now she's one of our coaches. Just, you know, I love I love watching Taco coach. Just coach her such a young age, you know, and just watch yeah. her like just coach these kids and, and get on these kids and be like, no, you know, get your arms in. And, you know, like a, like a young Jason out there. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but what are my responsibilities? I'm trying to give all my responsibilities away. (laughs) So, um, trying to coach the coaches. We do everything, I guess. So, there you go. Whatever, whatever cheer related things we do, we got to do it. Got it. Right on. Boom. Okay. Next question: Would you be interested and or willing in coaching your own daughter, and why or why not? Uh, Yeah, I'd love to coach Joey. I'm not sure she. I mean, she loves cheer. She she absolutely loves cheer. She loves it. Ashley sent this video to our group chat the other day. We were in Indy and junior one, I think it was junior one, was in the warm-up room and they were just going through um, the dance and coaches were having the athletes go one beat at a time. So, you know, five, six, seven, eight, hit one. You know, uh, seven, eight, one, hit two. Seven, eight, one, two, hit three, right? One beat at a time. And so Joey's in front of junior white and she's watching, she's watching junior white go. And so she's seven, five, six, seven, eight, hit one. And if the kids do a rap, you see Joey do it delayed, right? So she sees the kids rap and then she raps and holds. And then she sees the kids, you know, hit their hips and then she hits her hips and holds. But she goes through like this video shows like her doing this for like a whole eight count or whatever, you know, and she always wants to practice her routines and she's always making up routines and making up team names. You know, yesterday she was on mini sparkle youth black. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come next. Mini sparkle youth black. And she comes out, she does her routines or whatever. And, you know, she just does her little dances. <laughs> like, so she absolutely loves cheer. I would love to, co- I think I want to coach her. I don't know yet. I think, no, I would love to coach my daughter. I don't know if my daughter wants me to coach her, but yeah, it'd be cool to, there's all these coaches that you see who I've seen who've coached their, their kids who I just, um, you know, they just have that extra bond, that layer of, 
of closeness, you know? Kristen Rosario talked about when she won Worlds when like one of her kids was on the team and how cool it was to win Worlds with her daughter. I'm assuming it's her daughter. Her daughter and her husband, right? And she's like, and no one understands how cool it was to have my daughter win worlds on a team I coached with my husband, right? The only person who knows how cool that is is, is Victor. Oh, and that's a really cool thing right there. So, uh, and, you know, watching Troy coach his kids, Kelly coach her kids, you know, you know, I, I think it's just like cool, you know? Yeah, I'd love to. We'll see if we ever, if we ever get there to that point, if she's cheering by the time she's actually cheering at an age when I would actually coach her, you know, I'm not going to coach her on, you know, minis or whatever. You know, we'll see if she's still interested in cheer by the time she's on a team that I would coach or if I'm still coaching by the time she's uh, on a team that I would coach, you know? So Yeah. All right. Right on. Okay. So you're talking about Joey doing dances. I, I don't know if you did this on purpose, but these are some pretty natural and elegant segues you've been creating. But my next question is you had, and I guess maybe this is not really a question, more of an open discussion, but you had a few episodes ago, well, I kind of listened to them all at once, you know, so it could it could have been like four months ago. But recently I listened to an episode where you had a dance hot take. You had a hot take on dance scores. And I wanted to discuss with you because I share that hot take with you. There we go. But I don't I'm not necessarily on board with you as far as removing dance completely from the score sheet. But my thought and actually, as I was listening to the episode, I'm thinking, you know, what what my thoughts are. Be more was really close to saying exactly what I think we should do with dances. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm curious as your, your response to my thought, my thought is making it a capped category, just like jumps, right? Like you have a requirement in jumps, mm-hmm. you have to do X, Y, and Z, and then you get that score, right? I think on, on the jumps, I believe it's out of a four. If we mm-hmm. did the same with dance, like, okay, you got to have, you got to have footwork, you got to have levels, got to have formation changes, and then you get, boom, you get your four, right? And just leave it at that. Like it's a capped score. It doesn't vary. It, it doesn't vary at all. You know, there's no subjectivity from a judge, but that's kind of my thoughts. And I kind of wanted to hear you elaborate well, A, on on my thoughts, you know, and see what you think about that. And then B, you know, just kind of continue to go in on that because I think that dance hot take was a was a tangent and I wanted to ask you directly to really elaborate on that. Yeah. Dance is a hard one, man. It's just, it just seems to me that, that they, they, that I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're guessing, but that, that it's not, it's the one thing I feel is the most inconsistent, you know, throughout the season we would go, you know, when I get scores back from stunts, I vaguely have an idea of what I think stunts should be like, uh, or, you know, now it's code of points, but before when, before code of points, I would go, yeah, this is probably, probably going to score around a, you know, a three, eight, three, nine, whatever. And I'd be, you know, within a, a 10th or two either way. Right. And sometimes it would score high and I'd be like, I feel like it kind of scored high and whatever. I feel like this was kind of low or or we'd upgrade stuff. And we would kind of, I kind of felt like it was predictable within a couple of tenths, you know, a 10th higher, 10th low, right. All season long. And I could like look at the routine and go, no, that just wasn't it. And with dance, it seems like it really is a crapshoot as far as if it's going to score what it's going to score. I don't know. Right. And there's that one episode where I read off the scores and I was like, you know, here, these are real scores. You know, I scored a, a 9.5, 9.6, this, this competition and a, and a perfect 10 on this competition. Right. And so, so I, I end with everything. Thing being, and the other problem is that it was one thing when 
when the other categories weren't under code of points, when you had a different score than your competitor in standing tumbling difficulty, in running tumbling difficulty, in stunt difficulty, and in pyramid difficulty, right? You guys always hear me talk about Sounds Like That, the official music producer of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast. Well, Sounds Like That is actually part of a bigger music team, Power Music. Power Music, your number one source for licensed cheer and dance music with over 750 pre-made mixes. These pre-made mixes are perfect for a variety of teams, including half-year teams, prep teams, novice, school, dance, and more, with prices starting as low as $15. Say it louder for the people in the back, as low as $15, and full two-minute and 30-second tracks are available for just $95. You can easily find the perfect mix for your team, no matter the budget, but that's not all. You can also customize your mix with voiceovers, sound effects, song swaps, and more. With instant downloads available, you can have your perfect mix ready today if you wanted. Head on over to PowerTierMusic.com and use the promo code LTC10 for a 10% discount on your purchase. Link in the show notes. So we have all these categories where the judges could kind of figure out who is better, not to mention technique. And then, you know, they give you a dance score. But now because all of those categories I just mentioned, except for pyramid, are under code of points, we all literally get the same score. Literally. Across, across the country, we all have the same stunt score. We all have the same running tumbling score, the same standing tumbling score. We all have the same basket score. We all have the same jump score, right? Across the country, we all have the same score. And so now there's only a few categories that really separate us from our competition. Technique, which I think the judges are doing a pretty good job as far as scoring the technique part of it. But then there's this dance score, which seems to me to be not as, there's a lot more art than science behind the dance score. And so that dance score is really having an impact on, having a lot more of an impact on the winners now than it did before. And it's, and it's kind of a guess on if it's going to be, be scored well or not, you know? So, you know, I think that, um, it, it wasn't, and it was, you know, it was, it was a big deal back then, but it's even more of a big deal that that score is right. And that coaches know how to getting back to your point. I think that coaches need to know how to achieve that score since it is going to be having more of an impactful weight on who the winner is. So, Mm. but yeah, so, you know, I don't know, dance, I don't know. (laughs) You know, we, I don't know. So, I don't know. Hey, hey, real quick, let me say this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Senior Red and Senior Black. I will say this. Both got 1.0s in dance difficulty and execution this weekend in Indy. So shout out to them. Hopefully they stay there. And, um, you know, if I come back, you hear me talking about something crazy next week, I ain't gonna be happy. <laughs> but in Indy, they both got, both of them got one O's. A couple other teams got one O's too. But so shout out to, uh, I'm not sure if I'm shouting out Senior Black and Senior Red or if I'm shouting out the judges. Maybe I'm shouting or out the dance everyone. choreographer. Or the dance choreographer. 
<laughs> yeah, and speaking Brendan. of, real quick, shout out to Brennan, who I bumped into this weekend in Indy, and also shout out to Senior Red and Senior Black. I saw both teams perform, and they were absolutely outstanding. Energy was through the roof. It's really fun. I do like both of those mixes, but Senior Black's mix, man, that one stuck with me for a little ways afterwards, so shout out. Shout out to Senior Red, Senior Black, National Champions, Jam Fest, Nationals. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> one more time. Let's go, Let's go. American. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on, our next our next question is, uh, what was your favorite event to compete at? And also, uh, what is your favorite event to coach at? Compete? I guess it's got to be all the NCAs, right? NCAA All-Star and NCAA College Nationals. College Nationals to compete. This It's, it's hands down. You know, I kind of threw in All-Star Nationals to compete at. It's All-Star. It's, it's College Nationals. That's the best one to compete at. There's no other event like it. It is College Nationals for sure. That's the best one to compete at. Yeah, College Nationals is just super cool. It is the band. There's nothing better than the band shell. The band walking out on the band shell, just seeing everyone out there. You know, you got the ocean too. You got everyone in their hotel rooms, like looking down. Yeah, it's nothing cooler than that. So, uh, that favorite one to coach at. Uh, I still like the band shell. I still like coaching NCA. Uh, obviously, I don't coach there anymore. But coaching NCA, coaching at NCA nationals is really cool. I still love the vibe of just college. Excuse me. I still love the vibe of college nationals. Just super cool. I really like the summit and worlds. Those are really cool. You know, going to the football field, you know, at the hotel and, you know, practicing there, that whole thing. And then practicing at the venue, you know, on the soccer fields and, you know, just how you've put the whole season, right? 365 days of work into that two minutes and 30 seconds, you know, and just how it all comes down to those kids doing that one last rep, you know, and just the feeling mm. You get because you've gone over everything, you know, how many times did we, you know, guys, we're going to do another one. That formation's got to be perfect. You, you know, as a coach, when you coach a kid, when you're like, hey, we'll just stick with formations. When you look at Susie and you're like, hey, Susie's group, I need you guys to make sure you're on the line. Yesterday, you guys weren't on the line. I really need you guys to scoot over and be on the line today, you know? And then when they get to that part of the formation, you look to make sure they stood on the line, you know? And just that like, dude, they did that. And then the next part of the sequence, you told Rebecca to point her toe in her heel stretch. And then when the stunt goes up, you look at Rebecca and you go, dude, she pointed her toe in her heel stretch. And then you get to the running tumbling and you're like, oh, time was a little bit off. I need you, I need you to speed up and you look and you're like, dude, the timing was on. And you're looking through and you're going through just all the check marks of every correction you have given every single kid throughout the season. And when they're checking it off and checking it off and checking it off, it comes down to that one, like just two minute and 30 second routine and they do it. You're just like, dude, 365 days of work led to this this routine right here and there's just nothing that beats that so just hitting at the end of the year is just is just great mm. but nca you know we nca was really cool i remember um you know my chair at cal we didn't win nca you know we're heartbroken we're crying we're sobbing like babies right just snotty nosed kids and just sobbing went with pcm and we had some good teams at pcm especially that senior level three team who i always you know knew we could win with them and we we got third every year. We got fourth one year. But every year we got third, 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 in third place from Marietta, California. <laughs> Are you kidding me? 
So, you know, we get third every year and I'm just like, man, I'm never going to win this thing like ever. And we end up winning my last year at PCM with our level four team, but we never won with, with level three. But like finally winning NCA was like really cool. It was really cool to win it with Angels that one year. And it was cool to actually come back and win it with, you know, a couple of times we've, we've won it with at American. Yeah, coaching NCA, coaching... And spirit sports is just a vibe, you know, it's just, it's West Coast worlds, you know? So it's like where we stand, it's the only time that all of us are in the building at the same time. It's only time that it's American, Cali, Cheer Force, this year, uh, South Coast is going to be there, SCV, Cali Pride, OC All-Stars, right? It's the only time we're all together at the same time. Only time it happens all year long. And so it's super cool. So it's, it's like, hey, you win this. You got bragging rights for the year. And so, yeah, I really like uh, Spirit Sports just because it's it's the time when you can say we we were all there and it, and it mattered. Yeah, they answered the question. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that was perfect. That was perfect. Speaking of uh, speaking of SC going to Spirit Sports, man, if you ever have uh, Jordan or Nikki on, we got one question to ask them that'll make it the most played question is what took them so long to go to Spirit Sports? So ask them, ask them that one question. Be the most played one cl- clip on it. I, Just ask I, that yeah. one question, and it and it'll be the most played clip on every social media platform for a week. I, I, <laughs> we, we don't have to get into that. We have to get that. I feel like I know the answer. I feel like I know the answer. I'm not sure if the answer will ever be told. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Okay, we're gonna jump in. I have this one has been has been driving me bonkers because you you started early on doing uh, the shout outs to uh, people who donate, and there was one you didn't know who they were. You just called them my cell, and I'm assuming, mm-hmm. and this is I'm just hearing it. So I just wrote my cell like M Y as the first word, and cell mm-hmm. like cell phone C E L L, right? And it was like. I don't know, 20 episodes, 20 or 30 episodes, like shout out to my cell. And, and then it evolved at some point halfway. It was like, shout out to my cell, my not so mater- mysterious supporter. So like you figured out who it was and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. no more my cell. You don't say it anymore. So who is my cell? Yeah. Just my for me, cell, if you don't want to say it, it on the cool, podcast. You know what's cool about <laughs> being able to say who my cell is? Yeah. No, I'll say it. No. But it, it's okay. cool because if you listen to the pod, you're going to know who it is. So it's not like I'm just going to say some random name that only like a small percentage of people know. If you listen to the pod, you're going to go, oh, that's cool. That's who that person was. But no, shout out to Chris Comfort, cheer boy mom, who was... Or is my cell, my mysterious supporter. So there we go. There you go. Yeah. And she's been on the pod. She's been on the pod twice. Yeah. I think she's been on the pod twice. Two, yeah. Two times. Yeah. Yep. And I just ran into her in Indy as well. No kidding. There's a, I yep. would have, man, so many people in Indy. And man, I would love off pod. I got to talk about Jam Fest. Got to talk about majors. It was yeah. outstanding. It's my first majors. It was sick. Yeah. yeah it, was it was cool. Awesome. And, and real quick, shout out to Chris. We didn't really talk as much. We usually have a lot more time to like talk with each other. The last time we saw each other was at the uh, Next Gen Conference. You know, she's been on the pod a couple of times. So obviously, we have long conversations on the pod and then she was at the conference. So we had long conversations at the conference. And then this time, like I'm like coaching and, you know, running by and trying to do this. So we only said hi, like, like, Hey, what's up? Blah, blah. I gotta go. Hey, what's going on. So we ran to each other twice. Yeah. But shout out to Chris. Yeah. I mean, I got a point from you while you were in Indy. I got a point. That was, that was close. <laughs> what's, what's up, man? Dude, I'm busy. I'm on the move at Indy. <laughs> Bro, just I know, competition. I'm, I'm not, just moving. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm not. I know how it is, man. I'm not that. I got. I. I'm trying to stay out of the way, support my people, and stay out of the way. That's my deal. Okay. Well, I'm glad you answered yeah, that. Sure. That was, man. That was that was driving me crazy forever. 
Okay, next question. Why did we stop airing episodes on YouTube? And where, if anywhere, can we watch? Because I like looking into your eyes when you do these, man. I feel you. YouTube. YouTube is a... We'll we'll bring back YouTube one day. Jenny is like literally editing this podcast as I'm saying this and going like, please don't bring back YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, please don't do it. But I felt that for all that was going in, and I know, let me let me finish my statement, and then let me say what someone else, what Gary V would tell me. You know who Gary V is? Yeah, yeah. He's so, not his his uh he's he's very adult language, but it's inspirational, motivational. He's like Fortune 500 yeah, yeah. guy. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna tell you my excuse, and then I'm gonna tell you what Gary V would tell me. So I just felt that we were doing, we were getting good traction on the actual audio podcast, and I was like, okay, well let's start going out on YouTube and we weren't really getting that same traction. And it felt like such a, um, there's so many obstacles and hurdles to try to do on YouTube for such little traction we were getting on YouTube. It's like, man, we got to do this. There's all these extra steps we were trying to do for YouTube. And the reason why I went to the podcast is because like I've said before, the podcast started from, you know, basically from the blog. It was like, a you know, just the growth of the blog. And I stopped doing the blog because it took me just so long to edit it. I was just so anal about everything, every stroke in every word. I was just so anal about it. It was taking me forever. And, and then I started the pod and people are just so forgiving on the podcast, like with audio, right? If I have to cough or if I have to, you know, if I stumble on my words or if I do whatever, you know, people just kind of forgive you as they realize you're, you know, you're saying it, you're recording it as you're saying it, you know, like it just, whatever coming to my mind, I just say it, right? That's how it is. Right. But you had all day to fix the blog. So if something's wrong, like, no, you just put this out and you had a chance to rewrite it and you didn't. And so less editing with the podcast, but with YouTube, it became even more of a hassle to kind of do this part. And I was like, man, I did this. so I didn't have as much hassle. Mm. And so one day I feel that we will be bigger and we'll have a more robust system and we'll be able to handle YouTube and work that kind of seamlessly into the flow of things. But right now the audio is good and the clips are good, you know? So like, you know, you still get to look into my eyes for, you know, <laughs> yeah, twice a day. Well, we release one clip a day, one clip a day, you know, seven days a week and, you know, and I'm on stories, you know, now, so but one day we'll we'll get back to YouTube and Gary V would go, Jason, just start posting. I don't care if you're not getting traction. You post every day. You ain't gonna get right. traction if you don't post every day. I know Gary V. I know. <laughs> but I know and when I need you to do post have every a, day. Yeah. 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 Uh, and and I do have to say that having right about the time that I stopped being able to watch on YouTube, you guys really ramped up the engagements on Instagram. Like I saw a lot more clips being posted, a lot more stories being posted. And I interact with almost every single one that I see, especially if they have an office meme. If there's an office meme, (laughs) you can count it. I will absolutely interact (laughs) and respond to that. Right. 100%. Appreciate that. Okay. Okay. So next, and we only have two questions left. What is... Your favorite topic, and I know you, I know you've gone over this, and I believe this past coaches conference, next gen conference, you did a new topic, which is exciting. But what is your favorite topic to speak on at a conference? 
Gym owners, do you find yourself working 100-hour weeks? And then did you know that being underpaid and undervalued is the number one cause for owner burnout? The business coaches at NextGen, some of my good friends, can help you get out of that rut. They, in fact, are gym owners themselves, so they've been in your shoes. The NextGen coaches work alongside gym owners to help them grow their programs and build their profits. So if you want to learn more about how Next NextGen can help you. Book a call at nextgenowners.com. Favorite topic? Hmm. A to Z is a lot of fun. It's a it's a really fun presentation. And so it's just a lot of fun to do. I have some really good built-in jokes that are just that just kill. And so th- it's that's a lot of fun. I don't, you know, it's funny. There's one joke in there. I'm not gonna tell on the pod. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, yeah, you gotta take the course. You want the joke, you take the course. No. But it's not on the digital. I can't have it on the digital. You know how like comedians, you ever hear about comedians who go, hey, you have to put your cell phone away. Like you can't walk in with your cell phone because they don't want the material out there. There's one joke I tell that I definitely cannot have the the world see. It's not bad. It's not a bad joke. It's not like raunchy or anything. It just, it needs to stay in house. Yeah, yeah, it's only what happens for the people a to Z. who are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's what not even on the. I don't even say the joke on the digital course. But I, the last <laughs> time I told it at the Dallas conference, and it freaking killed. And everyone was like, "Ah!" I was like, "It kills every time." <laughs> but well, now it's I have not to go on the to, digital course. Conference just so I can hear this joke. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell it. I'll tell it to you after the. Uh, <laughs> right. And you'll get so why. Oh, I see why a you can't Z. tell that. It. I see why you can't have that. Like in okay. digital form. Yeah. Are we ready for? But eight is eight is east fun. Okay. No, eight Love is east fun. All right. But all the all of them are fun. And okay, we're getting to our last question. But before we get into the last question, and this one obviously is a super personal question for me. You know, having a music producer on your pod, you're going to get a question about cheer music. But before we get into that, you mentioned when you had Casey on the pod episode i want to say episode 114 if my if my recollection is correct episode 114 you had casey marlowe on the pod shout out to casey shout out to sounds like that uh sounds like that is actually my very first music mixing employment job and casey is i don't i, I can't give myself any credit for his incredible talent of mixing music because he just has a gift and his gift coupled with his focus and discipline has made him one of the best producers in the game but i did show him how to use the software like 50 <laughs> years ago so um but shout out to casey and when you had him on episode 114 you told him for the first time he didn't know it that he took your job at pcm coaching was it the world's team or was it the yeah mysterious yeah yeah coach Mm -hmm. mysterious he took your job well guess what we have that in common because when i was ready to leave memphis elite i was ready to come home and i had talked to you know the powers that be at cali i was like hey um you know i'm ready to come home you know i i I did what i came here to do at memphis you know i kind of you know i'm just run i'm ready i'm ready to come home and this conversation was at the beginning of the season i knew when the season started that year that it was going to be my last year at memphis elite i talked to the Mm -hmm. powers at cali i was like i'm ready to come home you know and i was told hey we're about to open a new location in ontario it'd be perfect for you and i'm like dude this this is sick. 
I'm like, all right, perfect. I'll check in with you a little bit later. You know, five, six months go around. I bump into, you know, those, those wonderful uh, powers that be at Cali. I bump into them at NCA and I was like, Hey, you know, just checking to make sure we're on track. Do you need to do anything? You know, I'm ready to, I'm ready to come home and I'm really excited to be coming home and excited to open this new location. She's like, Oh yeah, well, we've had some things that shifted and we'll have to talk about it afterwards. I'm like, all right, that kind of sounds ominous. Well then the next Mm -hmm. week I see it posted either on, on Twitter or uh, Facebook or somewhere. <laughs> I see it posted. It's like, Callie's opening a new location, our sixth and final location, Callie, Ontario, headed up by Adam Champion with Casey Marlowe and this person and this person and Megan Doan and da-da-da-da. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, mm-hmm. my name's not on that list. My, my name's not on that list. My name's not on that list. And I'm like, did Casey just take my job at California took, All-Stars? Took job, man. Yeah. But it, it all ended up working out. It ended up working out, you know, because he 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 made moved on, and then I came. I went to gym time for a couple of years, and then when I was ready to come home, then there was there was a job waiting for me. So it all worked out. But I said, hey hey buddy, taking jobs from Jason, taking jobs from Bode. But um, okay, I just I just want to get at that. I want to put on wax. You got to put on wax to let people yeah, know. Yeah yeah, got to put it on wax. Casey Marlowe coming for people's coming for people's jobs. Okay, it was just a hilarious coincidence. Honestly, there, there's no hard feelings. Hopefully, everybody can hear that. There, there's no hard feelings at all. Everything all worked out. Um, you know, when I moved back here, I actually met my wife within like six months of moving back here. So it's like it was all perfect timing. Everything happened exactly the way that it was supposed to happen. It's For all sure. it's all in good fun. Yeah, everything's perfect. It was just a hilarious coincidence. As I'm listening to you describe how he got how he how he took that job, that was funny. But <laughs> now I need to know. This is the question number ten. Final question: What mixes are on your Mount Rushmore of cheer mixes? Man, that's a good one. That's a really good one. I'm not sure. If, I, I know I can name four mixes. Uh, but this honestly could change tomorrow. The one mix that probably won't change tomorrow, Casey introduced me to this mix. So it was always my favorite mix because he said it was his favorite mix. He was like, this is the greatest mix ever made. And I listened to it and I'm like, Casey, you are absolutely right. And so it's always been like one of my favorite mixes. I listened to it. I listened to it a couple of times a year. And as we've gotten further away from... (laughs) the time it was produced it sounds worse and worse you're just like man <laughs> music has just evolved so much but um but it's still one of my favorite mixes it was cali it was cali inspire by chat by you know slot fire music but um chat, chat, often man. imitated but never duplicated you think this game why why you play with me yeah the original this kid california love yeah it was it went hard. Uh, it did go hard. Um, and that was the first year so that hard. I wasn't on the team. I was so messed up yeah. about it. I was, that, so, I was like, now we get this was, fire mix. <laughs> yeah. Chat on the track with original slap back with a stack. And you don't want that. Yeah. That mix was uh, so hard. I love that. Mix. Dude, so hard. So hard. Chat. So that go. was, Shout that out was to really chat. good one. Yeah, dude. He really was. Yeah. He was like, who retired too early? Barry Sanders. Like chat was Barry Sanders. Like, yes, just way yes. too early. Why do you retire? Or Megatron, like someone who just like, right. why did you retire so early, man? Right. So Top of the game. Yeah. Chat was legit. You know, some of those old Smoed mixes were just stupid too. So those old, like the old Smoed, like when JR was doing them or the old, or like Kyle, like some of those like Lady Bullet, Kyle Blitch mixes. We're, mm. I'm naming all these Cali teams. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty iconic. Those are pretty <laughs> yeah. iconic mixes. Yeah. Yeah. They were just, 
they were just different mixes than like what the you would hear from the rest of the industry. Yeah. So those, and then Casey has just given us some 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 bangers. You know, I really like 2019 Senior Black. That one, that one has aged. I think Casey and I talked about. I'm not sure if we talked about this on the pod or we just talked about on the phone. But 2019 Senior Black has aged really well. It still sounds great. Wait, is that the one? If you want to take a shot at the best, better get your aim up. Is that that one? No, I think that was 2020. Oh, 2019 okay. was the first year we won Summit, but that was a good line. <laughs> take a shot at the goat. Aim That's up. Yeah. That was a good mix. Aim up. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but 2019 was just you know it was that first year we won. You know, so we were just like we were hungry for that for trying to win, and it just like told a great story. And it just, you know, it was just a really good mix. And he gave us some bangers at CBU too. My favorite, I'm not sure if it was my favorite mix at CBU. All of them were really good. But the first year he did first for CBU. I'm in love with the Lancers. (laughs) I can't believe we put that in music. (laughs) I can't believe you put that in. I can't believe CBU had that. (laughs) Yeah, you know, who knows? Who knew? You know, me, Casey, we all people who know what that was, was a reference to. So, you know, yeah, that first year, I went to Casey's house when he mixed our music. Like he like he let me like be a part of the process. And I did like one of the voiceovers in the music. And like I remember I fell asleep to the track. I had it on repeat. It was on my phone. I fell asleep to the track on repeat. I remember it just being on my chest and it just played over and over and over and over again. And I just remember waking up at like, you know, 3 a.m. and the track was still playing. And I was just like, dude, let's go. And so um, that's just like one of my favorite memories. But he always gave us, We I just thought about this. He always used to put never, ever in our music. Every mix. You never, ever, 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 ever. Get on my level. Get on my level. You'll. And I used to get pumped every time part came on. Like, ladies, do you hear this? These other teams will never ever get on our level and it was in our music every single year so that always pumped me up uh but yeah he just he always has a banger for us so and now he does so many of our tracks like before we weren't getting before we would just get like yeah at cbu we would just get one track a year from casey right yeah and now you know i get 13 tracks a year from casey or whatever it is you know so um you know it's just a lot so you know we have we have like we have like these snippets i like really really enjoy from all the tracks above nine i don't know and stingrace had a really good track last year that i really liked orange i don't really you know i everyone knows this. did, you, did really, you see me get my hopes you. up did you see the look on my face i was like oh is yeah, he electric is it had a really good <laughs> yeah, orange had a really good track i really like orange i'm not sure if he was even last year but you know i don't you know everyone knows i say this all the time on the pod i really don't watch cheerleading that much and so so by not watching cheerleading, I don't really listen to music ever. I never know what the new stuff is ever. Like mm-hmm. the kids are like, coach, can we play senior elite? And, you know, they have, you know, senior elite comes on. They're all marking the routine. I'm like, I have no idea what this track is, you know, or, you know, whoever, orange or, or whoever, like, you know, the popular teams are. Yeah. But, you know, so that's why I named everything that was like, you know, 2010s. Yeah. You know, all this you. old stuff. <laughs> you know, but we listened to Orange a lot in the gym last year. And and who's that? Uh 305, Time of Revival, 305. That was a cool track. I like that. Yep. So I don't know. Whatever. Hey, you gotta give me who are your favorite tracks? Let's hear from the music guy. And we are back. This question comes to us from Coach Lauren. Routine cleanup staff, original choreographer, guest coach with a fresh set of eyes. Great question, and honestly, we do all three. Lots of cleaning up from our own staff. We'll bring back the original choreographers. We'll do coaches swaps within our program, and I'll do video reviews for our coaches and our teams. 
So if you're looking for a second set of eyes as you're gearing up for a big event, I'd love to help you out. You send me your routine and I'll send you a video back of your routine with what I would fix and how I would fix it. Teams I have done this for have gone on to be world champions. NCA All-Star Champions, NCA Collegiate Champions, Summit Champions, and D2 Summit Champions. So if this sounds like something you would be interested in, you can reach me via email at jasonlarkinsatme.com or on IG at Let's Talk Cheer Podcast. Link in the show notes. Oh, man. Okay, my Mount Rushmore. Oh, man, that would be, I think, top of the list. Top of the list for me is Gym Time Open 2005. What's my name? Gym Time. And we'll go with it. Yeah, that's that That has to go top of the mm. list. I think, man, also up there on the Mount Rushmore has got to be uh, Gym Time Black uh, t- 20. It's either 2012, 2013. I think it has to be 2012, 2013. I think that was it. The right when they did uh, Smack My, ooh, almost said a bad word on your podcast. It was the, <laughs> the song by Prodigy, Smack My B Up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a, it was like a dubstep remix that wasn't released to the general mm-hmm. public. And then it was the running tumbling section with mm. Let's Go by Busta Rhymes. Let's go. Don't set a beat, people, hands up. But then at the very end, mm-hmm. it was like, Gym Time, let's slow it down and then santuan and oh i'm forgetting his name i want to say tony but i know that wasn't it but they do like a slow motion swing and then they do like they do two low high fives oh i got goosebumps just mm-hmm. now picturing it holy cow and i have re i have recreated that moment with santuan we both did the yeah. same pass they did they did whip arabians through the whip doubles and then landed and gym time is slowing down and we, i've done that i've done that with santuan you know designs by santuan <laughs> shout out to evolve uh sponsor shout the show to evolve. Shout, shout out to evolve <laughs> And Santuan. But yeah, so so Gym Time Open 2005, the What's My Name mix, and then Gym Time Black. I'm pretty sure it's 2012, 2013. And then I got to... I got to put my max senior stars up there. A hundred percent max senior stars got to be up there for this year. Um, that this is, year. all right. Oh my gosh. That, that mix is, there's so much that, that went into that, you know, and it's not just a shameless plug. It is a shameless plug, but it's more than that. There's levels to it. You know, the, the theme, the team, you know, what they mean to me, what that mix means to me. And of course, you know, I, I am kind of a star Wars nerd. There's people way nerdier than me, but mm-hmm. just to give you a little hint of how far I took it, I took it way too far with this mix. So the theme is episode three, which is, you know, Revenge of the Sith. That's the episode three of Mm -hmm. Star Wars. And so it's all about the dark side and coming for revenge. And so in the mix, there's lightsaber sounds that you hear. And there's, first Mm -hmm. of all, it's a different lightsaber. Every time you hear a lightsaber, it's a different lightsaber. And Hmm. the, the, the next level of that is they are all dark side sabers. So Count Dooku's saber, uh, General Grievous saber, there's Darth Vader's saber, Darth Maul's saber, just just ridiculous things that yeah, no one would ever cool. notice yeah. other than me. Like I just did it for my own self gratification of knowing how far I took it. Um, and it yeah. just goes so well. It goes so well with the routine and, and the vocal performances. I brought Carrie out uh, shout out to Carrie elite spirit productions brought her out of, I wouldn't say retirement, but she was on a hiatus and I was like, yo, I got to get you on these tracks, brought her in the studio. She does the, you know, I think you underestimate the power of the dark side. And then there's the silence right before the sonic cannon hits when they hit the rewinds at the top. And it's <laughs> that mix just, uh, it goes hard. And then, 
you know, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to also say Stingray Electric, but I think it could be last year or this year. I like this year's music better just because I think I've grown as a producer um, in the last two years and and just gotten better at music, so like it sounds better to me. But last year Electric's mix and this year Electric's mix are probably tied for that fourth spot. But yeah, I'd, I'd go Gym Time Open 2005, Gym Time Black 2012 2013, Max Senior Stars 23 24, and uh, Stingray Electric 23 24. Those are my Mount Rushmore. There you mixes. go. See, you're good. You can name you can name yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't name yours. I was like, uh, in this around this time, they had some bangers. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned something. Now we're just talking about music. What's uh? All right, last thing I'll say. Last thing I'll say. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Blitch had a mix. Infinity. We're ready for you, Infinity. Um, that was that was a banger. You said something about low high fives, but Brendan and Teddy waved in the routine. That's what reminded me of it. What do you say? It was Drake. I'm a rookie and a vet. Shout out to my haters, and they waved to the crowd. It was a hot mix. It was really that was good. Dope. That was dope. <laughs> yeah, um, I can't remember what else was in that track, but I remember that's like one of my my favorite tracks. Well, right if I end, but yeah, it was a really good track. Okay, it's a good one. All right, anything else? I know we've talked about it before. There, there's one other thing I do want to say since we're talking about music. So mm-hmm. I have been, I shouldn't say have been because I've I've taken my foot off the gas pedal, but for like six or seven years i was hounding jason every time i saw him i was like hey man let me do a mix for you let me let me do a mix dog like let me just give me one just give me one give me like that tiny prep mid-season half year team like just give me one just give me one mix i was hounding him and hounding and just relentless and i told him i was like i'm not giving up till you give me a till you give me a mix dude <laughs> even this past year i was like yo give me a mix. and every time he let me down gently so so nice he's like hey you know I, uh, casey's my guy casey's my guy casey's my guy and i'm like yo i taught casey right and, yeah. and you know you, you it just stiff arming me the whole time which of course I respect and you know I it's half in jest and half of course I just wanted to track and then I started listening to this podcast right I turn on the podcast for the very first time and I hear uh and I'm like oh I'm Ben I'm I'm never getting this mix he ain't never gonna let me do one he's got Casey doing his podcast intro he does his whole program did his I'm never getting a mix from Jason but yeah I just thought and, right. and, and I haven't bothered you since but yeah like, it sounds like that, that. question of the week <laughs> there you go <laughs> will Bode ever do a mix no right <laughs> <laughs> that's funny boom wow. dude Bode Thanks for coming on, man. Real quick before we end, I wanted to do this earlier, but then yeah. we didn't. So tell the people how they can get, how they can contact you, especially for music. And, uh, you know, if they want, you know, if they can't, you know, they don't want to do the sounds like that thing, you know, and they want to do, they want to mess with the boy or go with, with both Beal, who's a guy yeah. of great character and integrity. You know, tell them, you know, how to get in contact with you and, uh, you know, get some music. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Um, Man, first of all, I think nowadays all the music producers that are still in the game, you're going to get the best work that's out there. I mean, there's really the only people that survived that that music rule change or people that were really serious about cheer music. I mean, we lost more than half of the the producers that were in the industry when that music rule change happened in 2016. And so the people that you get nowadays, you're going to get great music. And I I will say, I got to attest, Jay. 
Jason's hitting the nail on the head. If you want fire music, absolutely hit up Casey at the Sounds Like That team. He does a great job. And I'm not just saying that because I introduced him. I'm saying that because I mean it. Even I was even texting Jason. Senior Black's music was fire in India. It sounded great. But uh, if you if you would like to check out my stuff, you know I'm pretty easy to find. It's Bode Beal, probably the only Bode uh, you'll come across on social media. And if you do bump into my dad, who is also Bode Beal, tell him I said, what's up? I haven't seen him in like, I don't know, four years or something like that. So, <laughs> But yeah, Bode Beal at everything. On Twitter, at Bode Beal. On Instagram, at Bode Beal. And then on Facebook, Bode Beal. That's me. That's it. There you go. Are you on Clapper by chance? I do not know what that is. I, I'm not on Clapper. <laughs> nope. No, Claire, no TikTok. <laughs> no, no threads. No, no nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Claire. No I don't know what Clapper is. The only Clapper yeah. I know is how my grandparents used to turn off their dining room lights. I was just, right? that's it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. There you go. Good stuff. <laughs> All right, Bode. Um, dude, you're welcome back anytime. Thanks Thank for coming you. on. Thank you for having me. Thank you again. Five, six, seven, eight. We're out. What up, party people? This is Jason Larkins, host of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I've teamed up with Kristen Wheeler of the Cheer Mom podcast and Dan Cotton of the Cheer Biz podcast. That's right. Hey, everybody, Kristen here. We know that you love cheer, so why not dive into more perspectives? Tune into my podcast, the Cheer Mom podcast, for cheer issues spoken from the parents' perspective. Then head over to Dan's podcast, the Cheer Biz podcast, to learn from a gym owner on on how to run a successful cheer business. And of course, don't miss the Let's Talk Cheer podcast featuring Jason Larkins, the one that we all know and love, where they talk about cheer from a coach's perspective. Which means whether you're a coach, a cheer parent, or a gym owner, we've got you covered. Find all three podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and stay tuned for new episodes each week.